So I get out of the car, and then there's a rustling in the bushes. <laughs> this is, this is the part, part of the crazy. story. <laughs> and I hear, Juliet! <laughs> Juliet! And I'm like, who are you? Like, I was so... I would be scared. I show up, and I'm like, am I being set up? Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hangs. Episode 74. Woo! I'm Sadie. And I'm Juliet. Obviously. And we created Goddess Hangs podcast to make the world of mindset, manifestation, and magic more relatable and fun. Nailing the intro. Nailing the intro together. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we have like so much catching up to do. <laughs> we decided, you know what? It's going to be like one big Sadie Juliet story time. And mm -hmm. we're going to call it something along the lines of biggest lessons learned. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Making love. What is the thing? Making lemonade when life hands you lemons. Make lemonade. <laughs> shit like that you get it yeah um so juliet should we start with your crazy story or do we want to like lead into let's it? lead into it i want to hear what's new with you and if you're watching the video if you see my left eye twitching i just want to say <laughs> it has been doing it for hours it is because i have been stressed <laughs> and so you'll forgive. find out why so forgive me for my eye twitch i'm sure you can't see it so i'm just gonna there. sit back relax and enjoy sadie's story time okay. for now well this isn't well no i have some lessons learned from what's new with me so i went to see an ayurvedic doctor oh this is very exciting okay so craig and i we're trying to invest more in our health, you mm -hmm. know. We're both into like natural medicines, healing from the inside out, things like that. So we went to go see this incredible Ayurvedic doctor and it was like the most magical experience of my life. Like one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. It was, okay, let me just get into it. Okay, so okay. first of all, you walk into the Ayurvedic clinic and there's a beautiful altar with this like gigantic clear quartz crystal and all of this malachite and I want so badly to touch it, but I know not to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. So I'm like, ah, I already love this place. It smells like herbs. You can just, the energy there is pristine. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. J comes out. He's just bubbly friendly funny cracking jokes uh and i was a little surprised craig and i go into our appointment together oh <laughs> i thought we were gonna go one at a time but dr j invited us in together well, that's nice <laughs> i was like hmm i don't know but it turned out fine um craig has been to him before his sister cynthia um is an Ayurvedic healer and she does like facials and things and so she used to work with him which is how we like got reference to go here and he knew Craig and all of that so we start out the appointment Dr. J says you know let's close our eyes we're gonna meditate for a moment together Dr. J Dr. J 
And um, so he closed her eyes and he starts singing. It, Dr. J sounds a lot like me. Our, Dr. <laughs> Juliet. <laughs> Just these, I'm like, this man is a brilliant Ayurvedic doctor and has a stunning singing voice. Oh. Just the notes are hitting me in my soul. I'm feeling emotional. He sings these notes. I don't know what he's saying. Um, and then he's like, please repeat after me. And it was something along the lines of, I invite the healing light into my body. I am I am committed to, you know, healing. I am committed to myself. Like, just like beautiful way oh. to start a doctor's appointment. So I'm loving everything already. I'm like, I'm like kind of like trying not to laugh because I'm so giddy. I'm like, this is the, I've meant to be here, you know? And so then I go first and what he does, he says, Sadie, can I have your left hand? And he puts his hand on my pulse. Show me. So he's just, he's just doing this. This is all he's doing. Mind you, he has asked me for no medical history absolutely no questions about what's going on with me no questions to say Sadie what inspired you to make an appointment Mm -hmm. because there was a number of things um so he knows nothing he has no information about me he's feeling my pulse and he starts telling me my freaking life story from my pulse okay that's magic I was like is this really the pulse or are you like I feel like you have to be psychic in some way. Right. I don't know. I mean, I know it's like a thing. It's it's a, it's a part of Ayurvedic medicine. They learn to read your pulse. But it's not it's not general what he's telling me. It's not like, okay, anxiety. Okay, lack of focus. Okay, uh, digestion. Okay. Like, he's getting really specific about my experience. And I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, my eyes are big and my mouth is just open. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Like, he was like, mm, mind-body connection. Okay. So, definitely dealing with some anxiety. And and this stems from a, a lack of focus. And throughout the day, you're very hard on yourself. And by the end of the day, you're feeling you didn't get as much done as you wanted to get done. So, now your anxiety has spiked. And you go to bed anxious. And then you wake up in the morning. And I'm just like, Dr. J, how did you just describe every single day of my life to me? Like, how did you know that? and a slew of other things he's telling me about my menstrual cycle spot on telling me about (laughs) like how i feel after i eat telling me about um what was the other thing oh i had i i get cold sores and i had a little one in my nose i get them in my nose strangely which is painful but you can't see them which is nice but um you couldn't see it and he and he told me he was like oh, do you have some sort of virus outbreak right now? And I was like, oh, I have a cold sore. Just from my freaking pulse. Nothing oh, else. I need to t- pay a visit to Dr. J. And he's just so sweet. I'm like, did you ever want to hang out? He's just so... Oh, my God. We'll bring him on the pod. Seriously, we should. Oh, my gosh. He's incredible. Um, and so he's just telling me everything. Insane. Um, and then he's, you know gives me sort of like what or asks me like what are our short-term goals what are the long-term goals I'm like I didn't think about long-term goals (laughs) 
Um, oh, yeah, he's telling me stuff about, like, oh, does this run in your family? And, like, it's not something that's in my body right now, but he can tell that it runs in my family. Just bizarre. He's Like, he said something about, like, heart stuff. And he's like, nothing's wrong with your heart right now. I can just I can just sense that it's in your family. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and then he did Craig. And, I mean... We both started crying when he was doing Craig because he was bringing up, like, oh, when you were a child, this, this, like, spot on. Just crazy. Mm. From your pulse. I want to know. I want to know more. Um, So I I definitely want to learn more about Ayurvedic, but, or Ayurveda. But anyways, so now Craig and I are on this pretty intense regimen. Mm. Um, It's for a month, so we don't have to do this forever, but we have to drink this disgusting smoothie in the morning mm. <laughs> with this <laughs> detox powder. Um, it's like dandelion root, cilantro, basil, ginger. <clears throat> We're not supposed to add fruit, but I do because otherwise I won't drink it and it's better than not drinking it. Um, so we have to do the smoothie and then I have to take like pills before I eat and then different pills after I eat and then also drink this like not good powder after every single meal health (laughs) Uh, it's a lot um and my biggest well craig and i both our biggest issue is is that we don't eat like we wait to eat Mm -hmm. we're like oh we're doing stuff and then it's like 4 p.m and we're like shit we haven't eaten today and i know that's not good for me um i was just thinking of shout out to coach jackie (gasps) coach jack hello gains you should all check her out hello g-a-i-n-z um because she preaches all the live long day that we need to eat three meals a day and it's not that i didn't believe her but now i've been eating three meals a day because i have to because i have to take these pills Mm -hmm. and he was like sadie do you think that maybe you're anxious and can't focus because you're not feeding your brain and i was like yeah (laughs) probably oh um so i've gone a full week of eating three meals a day i haven't done that ever i don't think um (laughs) i can't like since i lived at home (laughs) oh i don't eat three meals a day i eat two meals a day sometimes one which is really bad um wow what a difference that makes uh so jackie (laughs) jackie everybody listen to jackie Uh, i wish i would have sooner but anyways so now i'm gonna tell you all some personal information and if if you don't like number two talk you might want (laughs) to scroll ahead a minute or two but i have to share (laughs) number two talk (laughs) i have to share something because you guys are my best friends (laughs) it's just too incredible not to share <laughs> I have to because oh my god. Okay, so this what, week on Goddess Things, <laughs> shit hits the fan. <laughs> In more ways than one. You can put a little um poop emoji on the on the thumbnail. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you. Okay. This it was just so the point of what we're doing for a month, it's a detox. So there's also certain foods we're not eating right now too. So in terms of mindset, magic, and manifestation, this is going to fall into the magic category. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Who knew how magical it could be to eat three meals a day and eat some powders and what happens to your body? So basically, (laughs) the reason I'm not eating eating certain foods is because all this stuff I'm taking is clearing out everything Mm -hmm. that's stuck in there. 
and and <laughs> fixing my gut microbiome and all of that stuff. So the first three days of this detox were intense. Okay. I had headaches. I was mm. sleep. I was so sleepy. I, I would like wake up and make my healthy food and take my pills and like go back to sleep. That's all I could do. I was like, I've never felt better. <laughs> this is great. But I was like, great. I'm detoxing, obviously. And I, and yeah, the headaches were gnarly. I, I never really, I rarely have issues with headaches. Like it was very much the detox, but oh my God. <laughs> I had to call Greg because he was out of town. <laughs> and I was like, babe, I'm sorry. I know we don't talk like this. And I pretend that I don't poop, but I have to tell you something. <laughs> I was like, you will not believe what happened this morning. <laughs> you guys, I I don't know how to say this and not be too gross. I took Describe the biggest an animal. shit of my life. <laughs> Describe an animal. Okay, here's the thing. This is what happened. A snake. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a healthy poop, it comes out in like just one long piece, right? I like get those not... maybe once a year. Yeah. I'm I'm not well. <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't either. I was not pooping healthy. Okay, we're getting into it. Number two talk. Um and so not only was it a healthy poop, but it was you guys, I it was so long. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like I was, I was looking at it. I was like, and I've been looking every day because it's still pretty incredible. I'm like, I think 100% of what I put in my body is coming out. I'm eating so much food. I can't. Is this what's going to consistently happen? Um, so I've been taking the biggest shits of my life. Oh, my God. And Manifested. I'm like multiple <laughs> times a day. I'll have like two big shits in a day. Oh, my God. It's crazy. You guys, I could. I've. I, I have this new thing that I've just I'm like dude pooping is my favorite thing in the world nothing feels better than a huge shit I'm, nothing <laughs> I had the opposite experience like two weeks ago I think five days went by and I was in so much pain oh that's the worst. I finally had to yeah. pop something up there. yeah <laughs> when I was I used yeah I used to struggle a lot with constipation and then I've been regular, but then, like, I can just tell it's, not, like, not what sh should be, you know? Like, I'm like, well, my gut's getting better, but it's not, it, sh it wasn't what it should be. And now, holy smokes. So. I need to go to this doctor. You really should. I He'll just take one look at me and be like, whoa, you're backed up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that out. It was, it is crazy. It, I mean, those, fr the first two days or it was like the the second and third day of the detox like one day went by and the second and third day like i could not believe it and like i i could not stop talking about it to craig i like kept and he was like he's like this is honestly the best days of my life like my girl talking to me about her poop but you just cannot stop talking about it i'm like because it's unbelievable babe i've never seen anything like this i can't believe this is my body doing it it's like a miracle <laughs> <laughs> I just so a thousand out of ten would recommend going to an Ayurvedic doctor. Dr. J. And if yeah, Dr. J is located in Long Beach. So if you are in the like literally Southern California, it's worth traveling to him. Um and I think after like that initial consultation where he feels repulsed, you can do like virtual consults with him to like check in how everything's okay. going. We're gonna see him again in 
well, it's like 40 days from the time we saw him. So like after the um, detox is done to like figure out what, what we want to do moving forward, that's like going to be much <laughs> less intensive. But I cannot tell you after those first few days of feeling really sick and really awful and really tired and like really irritated, I have never felt better. And my skin is glowing. I feel like I'm having really good hair days. And I don't know if that's just my attitude. I'm over here. My eye will not stop twitching. <laughs> we're going to schedule Juliet an appointment when we when we're vision done of here. health. Um, and I have more energy. Uh, Craig and I are getting along so seamlessly and good. Like we can both get pretty irritated, which is because we don't eat. And then we get irritated because we're so hungry. And then we eat and we're fine. Wow, what a wonder it does for your relationship to eat three times a day. Um, (laughs) But our moods have just been so good. Like, my mental health has been so affected. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to focus better. Everything in every area of my life feels like it's going better. Um, It's just crazy. And, yeah, I cannot believe... I can't believe what's been coming out of my body. It's a miracle. (laughs) It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas it's miracle. It's a Mother's Day miracle. Aww. <laughs> a gift from beyond. <laughs> so that's 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 what's new with me. Just been pooping. <laughs> this sounds a lot. like my normal what's new with me. Like Sadie's like, I rode on a giraffe and then went to a foreign land and I had an amazing encounter with a man. And then like mine's like, I don't know, I cleaned. And, and then my, this time I'm like, I've been pooping and you're like my car got stolen spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) so julia what's new with you oh well i've had a week (laughs) (laughs) so i'll just take us through the whole story because it's just unbelievable on top of more unbelievable and i know the theme of this week is life lessons yes i'm not sure what the lesson is here but we're gonna find find it. it out along the way yes i wish my eye would stop twitching okay i'm not even insecure about it like i wish it just just looked weird and didn't feel weird so deep breath anyways on sunday at 3 30 p.m victor came home from work Mm -hmm. he loaded his gear out of the car he brought it up into our condo we're hanging out we're making smoothies we're sitting on the patio we're looking at the tree we're having this beautiful day unbeknownst to us As we're like listening to country music and drinking our smoothies and having a nice time, um, a man walks into our gated, secure garage, follows in a resident. Um, they use their clicker, come into the garage, and this man follows in on foot, breaks into Victor's car, st- and our cars are tandem parked steals his cologne, a battery brick, a knife, and then Lucky Duck finds my car keys in the console. Because we're tandem parked, my keys were in his car oh, so he could move my, my car. I didn't know that part of the story. Yep. Oh. 
So, and of course, everybody after this happens is like, well, you know, you should never. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, this no is shit. not helpful There's now. your life lesson, Juliet. <laughs> Don't put your keys in your boyfriend's car. Whew, Every, glad we got that uncovered. Everybody all of a sudden becomes the wise sage of, of car to yep. do and not to do after something happens. Or they say things like, well, it could have been worse. Yeah, no and shit. I'm like, I, I, yeah, like but anything. But what happened does suck. Just tell me that. Okay, <laughs> let's get into that. So they, the person stole the keys, and then proceeded to do like because the cars next to us weren't in their spots. Do like an 18 yeah, point wasn't turn. Yeah, was inside? Yeah, mine so was in the front. Should have been freaking safe. Yeah, but the car that's next to us that is always there was not there that day. I've never seen that car not there. It was a perfect storm. But what was so weird is that the man beelined directly to my car. He didn't like wander through the lot and like go through it. He went straight to my car. It was very odd. I don't know who it is. Um, We have the surveillance footage. And he hit Victor's car a number of times to like maneuver my car out. And then he just drove away and he waited till somebody else came in, which happened at the perfect time. And then he drove out. 90 seconds later, me and Victor walked down to get in my car, in his car to go to the market. It was yeah. the weirdest, like just missed him thing. It was very spooky. I saw the surveillance footage. It's very spooky. So, we go downstairs, we throw out the trash, we get into Victor's car, and he goes, where's your car? <laughs> and my knee-jerk reaction is to start, like, hysterically laughing. Oh, I would have done the same. Just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm losing it. I'm like, did I not park it here? Did I not bring it ho-? I'm like, we are crying laughing. <laughs> I would have done the same, absolutely. And we're like, well, we have to file a police report, but <laughs> we need to go to the market and the car is already gone. So we just go to the market. Julia sends me a video from the market of like, and like the phone's down here and she's just walking through and she's like, yeah, so my car got stolen. I'm going to finish grocery <laughs> shopping and then report it. I'm kind of in denial right now. And I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> so we're going to the market. My heart is pounding. Um, it really like spikes your adrenaline yeah. when you're pr- when like you're robbed, and I've never been robbed before, so I'm now part of the club. Anyways, <laughs> so it was the most the the biggest pain in the butt. So we're at the market, and I call nine one one. They're like, we have to connect you to your local police station. Voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. Oh my God. I call three other police stations. Nobody answers. Finally a fourth station answers and they're like, oh, yeah, you can just do it over the phone. Call this number. Call this number. Nobody answers. Call back that station. No, you have to go in person. I said, so if you're telling me, I said, this is, I'm not upset at you, but I've now received instructions from multiple people that are all incorrect and nobody's answering. So you're telling me if I show up to this station in my neighborhood, it is open and somebody will be there to collect the report. You're telling me that. They said, yes. We go to that station. It's closed. (laughs) But walking up to that station, a very big grasshopper jumps right in front of me and stops, like right in front of me. And because this was such a spooky time, I was like, 
this voice told me like, just pay attention to everything that happens. Cause there's like little messages here. So this big, massive grasshopper and I'm stopped and I'm like, Victor, look at this. He's like, we need to make the report. <laughs> Did you look up what a grasshopper means? Yes. Later? It's about moving forward because they mm. cannot jump backwards. They can only move forwards. Oh, So it's about like, just take the next step, just keep moving forward. And it's also abundance and good luck. Okay. So that station's closed. We get back into the car. There's a police officer outside the station. I'm like, this is perfect. Officer, my car has been stolen with my valuables in it. Help. <laughs> he goes, oh, call 911. Really? You don't think that was the first fucking thing I did? So then we had to drive far away to the Hollywood station because it was the only station in greater Los Angeles that's open 24 seven. And it was 6 p.m. It's not like it was three in the morning. Cause it was Sunday or? I don't, I guess. I guess all crime closed. takes a break. I'm a little Sunday. concerned about this now. Yeah, so there's more concerning things about the police coming up. <laughs> so we make the report. It was super spooky. There's like all these portraits on the wall of like officers who died in the line of duty and I'm like feeling their energy and there's like a man screaming behind the door somewhere and it was just Ooh, like I this have is goosebumps right now. And there was one picture in particular and I just felt like I just felt this energy from these officers of like, ma'am, we're gonna help you. Like from the ones who had passed away. It was Ooh. very weird. I felt more supported from them <laughs> than the ones who were alive. They're like, we'll take care of no this. No shade, okay? These young bucks don't know what they're doing around here. <laughs> and so they said, oh yeah, like we usually find cars. We run plates all the time. And in my heart of hearts, I, I knew I was like, the police no. are not gonna find my car. I have heard so many times, like if your car is stolen, especially I feel like like in like LA, New York, somewhere big, like yeah, it's fucking gone. It's gone. I've heard that I've, from so many people. I was like, it is being torn apart as we speak. Yeah. They have sold the tires. That's what they, they have do. pulled yeah. the I truly was like, it's in a chop shop, like that's it. But I did get this nudge to download the neighborhood app. Mm -hmm. And I said, I put a picture of the car and I said, my car has been stolen. It's a super rare car and it is a super rare car. They only made the car for two years and then they discontinued the car. Oh wow. There's like maybe three in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's not like a collector's edition. It's just a rare <laughs> yeah. car. And I've been driving it since I was 15. Wow. Um, and it's just been this extremely reliable, like the interior is beautiful. Like it's a nice car, even though it's very old. Um, so I said, here are the first three numbers of the license plate. Here's what the car looks like. Here's where it was last seen. Like if anybody sees anything, like you'll know that it's mine, let me know. And then I completely surrendered. Mm -hmm. I was like, there is nothing else I can do. I did the police report. I contacted my insurance. I had to go to a notary. What was more inconvenient than the car missing was the amount of steps you have to take when your car is stolen. Yeah. Like they get a joyride and I have to now, I have detectives calling me. Like it's, <sighs> oh it's, ne it's never gonna end. So I let it go and I'm like, you know what, whatever. I get this beautiful rental car. I'll have to show it to you, it's so cute. It's yeah. a Nissan Rogue, oh. it's fabulous. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm already getting in the headspace of like, okay, like I guess I'll just get a new car. Yeah, yeah. So then we find out that there's a DA who lives in our building who is in, who works in connection with the, the station that is supposed to be helping look for my car. And the HOA guy said, 
Dimitri and Anna, who live in this unit, want to help you. Like, bring the oh. police report, they'll write an email, whatever. So we go over to Dimitri and Anna, thinking we're going to stay for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you any of this. Oh, no, I, this is okay. new. <laughs> so this is, this is what came out of this, and uh, the story will continue. Spoiler alert, I now have an amazing new friend. Oh. Okay? So we go to their place, and they're, you know, oh, I'm so sorry this happened. The guy's like, I feel so bad. I'm the one who preaches to make sure the gate closes behind you. He goes, I'm the one who drove in and let the guy in. I said, oh, oh my. He goes, I feel so guilty. I'm like, it's not your fault. No, there's nothing he could have done. So we're there for a little bit. We're filling out the information. Can you believe this happened? Wow. I yeah. can't either. What do you guys like to do for fun? Victor's like, oh, I do photography. Dimitri goes, I'm a photographer. Starts bringing out his 18 cameras. The boys are getting into it. He's like, you know, I filmed videos of my wife dancing on different rooftops, including this one. Put them on the screen. Here, we're all watching videos of oh. Anna dancing. Then out come the tequila shots. Oh. <laughs> we're doing shots of tequila. Then they're inviting us here, inviting us there. We, just unbelievable. The night, I think we were there for three hours oh until God. I finally looked at Victor and I said, I, we have to get out of here. Like, I'm so exhausted. This could go on all night. Then the tea comes out. I mean, it just, it was so sweet. Aww. They were so fun. So that happens, whatever. Go home, um, went to bed. The next morning, I get a ping from the neighborhood app, and this man named Dan says, here's your car as of five minutes ago. Here's a picture of it. It's at this motel, um, at this address, and it was like seven minutes from my house. Shout out, Investigator Dan. So I show up at this motel by myself, dressed for a Goddess Higgs episode. Yes, I... <laughs> This is this is my part of the story. I was getting my eyelashes done and had fallen deep to sleep. <laughs> I just got done. I woke up and Juliet also goes to Christina. Shout out. And Christina goes, oh, Juliet's not coming. Her car was found. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I was I assumed it was, it was gone, gone. And I was excited to be like, oh, we manifested a new car and like make the most of it with you, right. you know. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Um, so we're recording on a Friday this week, yeah, and not it's, Wednesday. It's Venus Day. <laughs> Ooh. So I get to this motel, and I want you to picture me with my iridescent shoes, my hot pink pants, yes. my yes. little tiny crop top, my nice jewelry, my pearls, my diamonds, <laughs> and I'm in this. Mo I am like a sitting duck, and this motel has the most interesting cast of characters. The story really does, yes. So I'm in this lot and I'm telling Victor, like, you need to come be here with me. Like the police and they ha the police had me on hold for like 35 minutes. Like I couldn't get through to anybody. And so, OK, let me back it up. So I show up to this lot. I try to block the car in. So because they have the key. Yeah. So if they came back, they could have just driven it away. And my car alone is not going to block it in because of where they parked it. So I get out of the car, and then there's a rustling in the bushes. <laughs> this is, my this is the part, part of the crazy. story. <laughs> and I hear, Juliet, <laughs> Juliet. And I'm like, who are you? Like, I was so, I would be scared. I show up, at, I'm like, am I being set up? Yeah. And this guy goes, it's me, Dan, from the neighborhood app. 
I'm the one who let you know your car is here. And so I walk over to these bushes. I'm like, hello? It's me. And I said, so like, do you, do you live here? What's happening? And so there's a, a, a cinder block wall that's low and then all these bushes and then behind it is an apartment and he's like in his apartment's yard looking through. I still have no idea what this man looks like. I, when you were, you were telling me this story, we didn't talk about how he, there was a, like a, it was a wall in a yard. So I just pictured Dan crouching in the bushes, not wanting to be seen for some but reason. But he didn't want to be seen. And me just, I mean, this might've been a dumb thing to do, but I was like, oh my God, like, can like, I'm scared. Can I come wait with you? And he's like, I don't think you should. I think you should like not because he's like I don't want to get involved yeah and that's when I knew he was legitimate that he was like no like you're a young woman like stay over there so he's like I called the police he was the first one to call the police he's like they're on their way so then Victor I said you have to get over here like I'm alone in this motel parking lot there's it's just a very seedy yeah situation and He's like, I just texted Anna and Dimitri to let them know that you found the car. So maybe they can get an officer out here. Well, they did try that. But then also Anna texts me, who I've been friends with for all of 48 hours, and is like, I'm on my way. (laughs) So Anna gets into her car and dashes over and she rolls up in her BMW and she gets out and she's like, what is this place like this? She has this like beautiful Russian accent and she's like interrogating the motel owner. (laughs) What's your name? Do you have a card? Who's who's who got out of this car? Like she's totally interrogating everybody. And it's just like this bizarre event. So it's me, it's Anna, Victor shows up, then the helicopters come, then the police come. And then when the police come, out comes Dan's hand from the bushes and this female officer goes, um, who's in the bushes? <laughs> I said, oh, that's Dan, he helped. And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to him really quickly. <gasps> oh, so that's this- just Dan in the bushes. Oh, oh hi, gosh. boo. Speaking of hungry, I'm like shaking. I'm so hungry. We'll have to like make this a shorter episode. Yeah, we will. So the police goes, they go over, they investigate the car. They had left like Domino's pizza, napkins, sodas, a vape, lipstick, a knife, um, the ugliest lamp was I've it ever seen. Knife that was no, stolen? it was a different knife. It was very interesting. Something Leatherman. Oh. I guess you open it and it has like all sorts of tools on it. Oh. And the gas tank was like totally had gas. There was plenty of gas. So I think they were going to come come back back for it. They were like, oh man, someone stole our car. I know. (laughs) And I really, because I was waiting for so long, wanted to just drive the damn car home. Yeah. But if they run your plates and the car looked very stolen, they would have like held me up at gunpoint, like get out of the car. So it was like, no, just wait. You're like, I stole it back. It's my car. <laughs> yeah, I stole the stolen car. So anyways, um, long story short, me, Anna, Victor, motel owner, a cast of interesting characters. Dan. Dan. Dan's wife showed up in the bushes. She said, well, you know, I'm happy you're here, but please don't hit the hummingbird nest. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, because it was like above my head. And... um 
Yeah. So anyways, I'm literally, I think I'm also just shaking my body. It's just still processing this whole bizarre thing. Yeah. So the car is completely scratched up. They tore off the license plate. They scratched off anything that had the, the make and model of the car. Yeah. And they scratched up some other stuff as well. And I really think they were planning on coming back. Oh, there was a stolen wallet in my car <laughs> from like an old man. Like Aww. it was just so sad. So we brought the car home. I bought a steering wheel lock because mm-hmm. they still have the key and they know where I live. And um, there's some other safety precautions we took to both of our cars that I won't say. But now I got the car home. I cleaned it. I, I smoke cleansed it. The outside's going to get all cleaned up. But yeah, the car came back. The car came back. Thanks to Dan in the bushes. Shout out to Dan. So I want to say, this is a wonderful time to rely on your community. Because mm-hmm. the police, from my understanding, are, in my in my region at least, are very understaffed. Mm-hmm. I mean, every car has the sticker that says, we're hiring, join the force. We're hiring, oh, join yeah. the force. So, and it was just very obvious and very evident. But yeah, it was just bizarre that we missed him by 90 seconds and that the car was found and for sure they were going to come back mm-hmm. they were yeah, at, like they, they had left too much of their up stuff the gas in tank it if they're stealing you know like usually they gas we, is too expensive right now for them to fill up a gas tank all the way and be like ah, we'll leave the car i know, I know. <laughs> So I got my baby back. And then last night for Cinco de Mayo, um, we went out with Anna and Dimitri and we we had the best time. We were dancing and we had some drinks. And yeah, so I, I told her, I said, I lost my car, but I gained a friend. And life lesson is sometimes when you lose something, you gain even more. I sort of felt like even though stuff happens mm-hmm. sometimes something good can come out of it yeah. like even though there's a person walking free at this moment i do believe karma will get him um who is stealing cars and stealing wallets and doing things and it makes us think like oh the world is full of bad people mm-hmm. my whole building came together to help yeah like it was so i felt so supported like in in so many ways and i felt I don't know, just to have another, like we're so close with our downstairs neighbors and to now have somebody else in the building that we like really love and trust and who like left work to show up to, to be there with me yeah. because she did not want me alone in this motel lot. I don't know. I was just like, okay, okay. Some amazing, something really wonderful came out of this. Yeah. It's a Cinderella story if I've ever heard one. The car's going to get a glow up. I know it will. It's fabulous. Yeah. It's quite the story, Juliet. I know. Maybe the wildest story we've ever had on Goddess Hanks. I th- <laughs> Besides my poop. Just kidding. Uh, no, I think it's a tie. What was the other wild story? Me? Probably something you've done. <laughs> I'm like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was just so weird. And it was so weird because remember a couple weeks ago, I was like having these Hera communications and the number mm-hmm. 17 appeared on my ceiling. And then the time that we walked down the stairs, the timestamp was 1717. Oh. It's just weird, like like almost like protective. Yeah, because here's the thing. If we had gone downstairs and Victor had seen this man, he would have attacked him. Yeah, and that would have been bad. And then Victor would have gone to jail and it would have been a whole thing. Yeah. And like, we avoided that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like that would have been nasty. And then that guy probably would have sued us. <laughs> or like he would have hurt Victor because he just stole a knife out of his car and something would have happened or something. You just don't know. We Most don't know. people aren't. I don't think he was probably someone doing violent crimes if he was stealing wallets and stealing cars. But yeah. like you don't know how people are going to react. Hi, boo girl. Come on When out. they're caught and threatened, you know. <gasps> Boo's here. Boo's been very snuggly today. Come on. I missed you. I missed you very much. So, yeah. And then she kept telling me, she was like, stop worrying about it. It's not a big deal. It was like this weird like, attitude um, of like. It's not a big deal. I was like, well, what am I going to do? She's like, don't worry about it. You, you don't need it right now. It's fine. It's just weird. It was weird. So the car came back. The car's back, boo girl. Isn't that exciting? Car's back. Boo's here. All is balanced and right in the world. I made a friend. I met a grasshopper. I met. I met a, a big grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. But I think, so I'm, I think it can be like dangerous to tell people like everything happens for a reason. Like it's God's plan. Like yeah. not always. I like a more of the, the school of thought, if you will, of like, it's up to us to find the reason and to like decide the bad shit that happens to us if we want to take a look at it and go, this is what I'm going to learn. This is how I'm going to mm-hmm. empower myself. This is how I'm going to move forward differently. Like, it, I think we, it, it's not like, maybe maybe some stuff does happen for a reason and it's like the universe's plan or whatever. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's like bad shit happens and and we can decide we want to find a reason and, and glow up from it, if you will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't like saying, like people's answer of saying like oh well you know everything happens for a reason i think yeah what you said is dangerous it's shitty <laughs> it's like okay well tell me the fucking reason then like for some yeah stuff, or you know? for even more horrible things like yeah people become ill or something you know what i mean somebody passes away like it right. doesn't always have to be it wasn't like it was meant to, I don't know. I just feel like what's what good can come out of something? Like where can we see the silver lining? Yeah. Like where can you see the helpers? I I've been and I talked a little bit about this already, but I've, like it's the week. Well, when this episode comes out, it'll be the day after Mother's Day, but I always feel my grief heavier like the week leading up to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the day of is fine, but um I've definitely been feeling my grief more this week. Mhm. And, you know, you get all these emails, what to buy your mom for Mother's Day and stuff, whatever. But I was just thinking about how, like, yeah, like, if someone was like, well, Sadie, you know, everything happens for a reason, I'd be like, fuck you. But I am very adamant to make sure that I make a reason of it, of like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this happened. There's nothing I can do about it. And so I'm going to... I'm going to find lessons in it and I'm going to grow and I'm going to be a better person because it happened. And I've said it before, but like I'm I'm so much happier and healthier than I was before I lost my mom. And that seems weird, but it's because it gave me this gigantic shift in perspective that took me years after her passing. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I grieved in very unhealthy ways when it first mm. happened for years. I pretty much just like partied and numbed it out. But... It was the first stepping stone, the domino that fell that led me to where I am now. Like, I don't think that maybe I would have found this part of me, but I think it would have taken longer. I don't, I think that really, like, 
sped up my timeline of finding myself and finding what I wanted to create. And I don't know if I'd live here or I've ever mm -hmm. met you or Craig or all of the amazing things I do here in LA. So and all the opportunities we have, I don't, I don't think I would have left Wisconsin because me and my mom were so close and don't get me wrong. I love my other family members, but it was just, a, it's just a different bond. And so, you know, I was, I was trying to process my grief journaling the other day and I had this weird moment of like, do I feel I, I think sometimes, I don't know what to make of this. I just will say it out loud in case anyone else ever feels like this. But like, I think about how I would not have the life I have now if mm -hmm. she hadn't passed. I would, I, more than anything in the world, I want my mom to be alive. And I love my life so much right now. And I would, I would grieve not having this, I guess. Like, yeah. not as much as not having my mom. But I, I, like, I don't know. I almost have this like sense of guilt of like, I know the best way to honor her is to love my life as much as I love it now. But sometimes it's like, do I love my life so much that I'm like happy that that happened and it led me all here? And like the answer is no, <laughs> I'm not happy that happened. Right. But the, the truth of the matter, the fact, the point I'm trying to get to is like, I decided to make there be a reason for it. But that was my choice to say, right. this is the reason. I'm making the reason. Not that someone else said, said it. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> so whatever it is that you're dealing with we all have our things we grieve the challenges the traumas that we've been through it's up to you if you decide that that calls to you to say okay I'm gonna make a reason of that and I think that's why I, really the message I wanted to say in this episode like big life lessons they suck <laughs> <laughs> right. they are not fun uh, we all go through them but it's up to us if we decide to, to say, okay, this is what I'm going to take from this situation. This is how I'm going to put the positive spin on it. This is the lesson I'm going to take. This is how I'm going to do things differently, mm -hmm. be a better version of me, whatever, whatever the process looks like. And that's what I'm really passionate about is just saying like, all right, well, I don't have control of the shitty stuff that happens to me, but I have control of how I react and how I heal from it. I think that's everything. And it's, it's an interesting, um, what is it like like a duality to be mm -hmm. such a big um believer in manifestation because i am and i'm a believer in this universal law that sometimes stuff just happens oh yeah shit happens um because it breaks my heart when people are so deep into manifestation that like something like this could happen and it's like oh well you called that in like that was yeah like you. oh juliet what did you do that you attracted somebody stealing your car and I, I think it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think I attracted getting it back. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's... Well, and I think it's kind of funny because, like, sometimes shit will kind of go haywire. Like, you haven't really been adamantly calling in a new car that I know of. No. So I don't think this is what happened in this case. But I think it's kind of funny, like, how you will sometimes can learn a lesson in, like, being specific because you can be mm -hmm. like... When I was getting rid of my car, I kind of joked. I was like, I kind of just want someone to steal it because I'd probably get more from insurance than what I'm junking it for or whatever. But um, like you can be like, I really want a new house. I, and then like something goes haywire with like renewing your lease and you're forced mm. out of your home or, or whatever it is. So sometimes we can manifest funky situations. Yeah. Be but it's because it's like it's the push we need to like get what we actually want. I don't think that's what happened in this <laughs> situation i started to think oh maybe it is when it wasn't gonna come back 
Yeah, but now it's back. <laughs> Although this rental is a really smooth ride. Hey, maybe, maybe it is time for you to... I don't know. We'll see. Get a new car. We'll see. Oh, this is the part. This was what cracked you up when I told you. Oh, my you. God. Oh, yes. Okay, so... Julia is telling me I there was some new parts to the story, but we're FaceTiming <laughs> the day after like everything was happening. And Julia just keeps telling me over and over again, tell everyone what you were most excited about. They didn't steal my CDs. <laughs> <laughs> All of my I was like, like the car. I'm like, whatever, I'll get a new car. <laughs> But I was devastated because I'm like, oh, my God, all my original Britney Spears, yeah. Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, like the original CDs that I had as a child, I kept in my car in a Pokemon CD I, case. That cracked me up. Julia and I was sitting like, on FaceTime hugging her. And I was like, Pokemon, really? Well, my grandma gave it to me when we went on a trip. Aww. She gave me this Pokemon CD case and a Walkman cute. with headphones. Aww. And I was like, I must have been maybe eight years old. And You're I remember. Like, I'm the coolest bitch on the block. I was. <laughs> I remember like organizing it mm -hmm. and listening on the plane and being like, I am so cool. Oh, my gosh. And I remember so, clipping my little CD case to my my pants. Oh. Being like, I'm mobile, baby. Yes. I was when and the officer was there with me and I was like oh, they didn't take my CDs and she was like okay and then she she was so sweet she goes I mean you did have some good ones in there I was like thank you but then I noticed I also had some original Juliet Piper CDs yes which I was kind of insulted they didn't take those like, I'm like these are going to be worth a lot of money someday you know what they were going to but they didn't have a CD player they That's they didn't have time to steal mine out of my car <laughs> It was just, it was just so I just, bizarre. okay, me and Juliet were FaceTiming for like a solid hour because we were doing some work and she just kept sporadically going, I have my CDs back. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm so happy. <laughs> I was like, yes, my CDs. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> oh my God. It so was. So we, Brittany, Brittany's back. Christina's oh my God. back. They took like hundreds of dollars worth of clothing and like our event tent. And oh, I right. didn't even care as long as I had my CDs. If you see a hot pink event tent with somebody who doesn't look they like they would have that, uh, call 911. No, just Yeah, no, don't no, no, do no don't call them. Um, <laughs> They'll give you some tood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that circle you had to go around. Call 911. And then 18 calls later. Did you try calling 911? <laughs> And then in person, you have to call 911. And then I call, and then I kept being put on hold for 20 minutes. But finally, I called again, and I'm like, I can't get through to somebody. I'm alone in the sketchy parking lot, and I feel like they're going to come back. And this person was like, ma'am, this is for a life-threatening emergency only. I'm like, this is kind of spooky. Like, is it, like, I want the police here. Anyways, yeah. the officers who showed up were really lovely and kind and, and helpful, but they did not take any fingerprints. They said, all right, here's your car. Have a nice yeah, day. I mean, if this guy's like a regular thief, that probably would have been the simplest way to. But I don't know. Is does it have to be a certain? I mean, I think a car theft is a very big crime. So you would think grand why theft not just, auto. Why not just give it a shot? I know cars can have so many fingerprints or whatever. Well, they're not going to get any now. But it's just like yours and his. I cleaned the interior so pristinely. Yeah. I put selenite in the car. Good. We should get you some black. I, did you do some black crystals? Yep. Yeah. Protection. 
I took the CDs out. I'm not risking that again. I was going to say, one lesson we learned is not to put your CD <laughs> so collection in the car. Because also, if they're stolen, the rent, the car insurance will not cover CDs. They'll, Very specific. Yeah, they're like, we'll cover up to X amount of money of things that were stolen in the car, but not the CDs. And I was like, of course. But this, so I'm, yeah, me and Sadie are working and I'm like, oh, the Jessica Simpson Christmas album. Rejoice the Christmas album. It's here. <laughs> Jessica Simpson in this skin. They didn't take it. Hillary Duff metamorphosis. It's all, all is okay. I was like able to sleep once I got my CDs yeah. back. It's, this sounds like the dumbest thing in the world, but it was like, I'm a songwriter. That was like my introduction it's to like nostalgic. that as a child. And I was like, no, they took it. Yeah, I get it. I, yeah, I've only had my car broken into once and there was nothing in my car. So I had like, I had, cause I kept like sage and um, incense in my car. So they like stole the lighter that I had with my little <laughs> tin with, <laughs> but they left the other stuff. And um, they had just like, kind of like, all the stuff in my glove compartment was all over. And then honestly, my trunk was full of stuff because I had just moved and like, I don't know if they took anything, but most, they had gone through it all and most of it was still there. So I don't know. I feel like it was, maybe they took like an outfit. Maybe it was someone who didn't have a home and just wanted a couple things and then didn't have, you know, yeah. anywhere to put a bunch of stuff. but. It was just violating, you know? It's, it's just creepy. like, ooh, someone was in here. Um, there's a part of me, because I don't know how they're going to, like, replace... Because on the side, where, like, the type of car, they scratched it yeah. out. And I, they don't they haven't made the car in that. 12 yeah. years. So I'm like, I wonder if they can just take it off completely, smooth it, and then I'm like, maybe I can wrap the car in, like, an iridescent thing, and I'll get my iridescent car. Craig's got a guy that does the car wraps. But I will say, it's already peeling off. Oh. Because we've hit stuff, though. Oh. You know, like, any scratch, then you, if it's a different color underneath, it shows through. We should have just wrapped it in the same color to cover the oh. old scratches, which I said. <laughs> <laughs> this man goes for a matte black wrap on hmm. a white Kia. I'm like, matte is cool if you have a nice car and no offense if any of you have matte cars but i don't care for it it's not for me <laughs> i have to drive this matte black kia and now it has scratches in it because craig is careless and i'm not a, i'm not a perfect driver either but he just doesn't pay attention and then wherever it scratches it's white and plus you can see the little like or string i was of, thinking like, the thing. i could paint it hot pink and have a hot pink car because then no one's gonna steal it because it'd be so obviously easy to find yeah I mean, iridescent too. Right? Yeah. So maybe I'll have I mean, a little wrap fun. wrap it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Just don't scratch it. But also, whatever. It's an older <laughs> car. Like, I don't know how much it costs to wrap. I think it's actually pretty pricey. A right. fan did it for him. So it was oh, not pricey. But Sweet. Sorry, I didn't like it. <laughs> what a week. You know, it's it was less about magical moments and more about finding the good in yes. a tornado of a situation. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm, I am, of course, grateful that nobody was hurt. Yes. That um, everything, the car came back. Um, and you know what? This was kind of funny. More people reached out to me and replied to my stories mm -hmm. for this thing 
than anything Any... I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Anything I've ever shared, anything <laughs> I've ever celebrated, any birthday even, more people reached out. And I was telling Victor, I'm like, this is so strange. Like, people really care. And they said, yeah, well, they can relate to that. Like, there, it'd be, it could have easily been their car. He's like, otherwise, not many people could relate to you and the things that you do. I'm like, oh, that's true. Also, <laughs> though, we have this, like, human, like, morbid curiosity. We want to be a part of it. I know. Everybody was like, I'll repost. I'm going to look for the car. I'm going to find we, the car. And then they can they can tell the story of their friend's car who got stolen. Like, And I am so guilty of this, too. Like, yeah. I'm not hating on anyone who does this. No, 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 no. And it does come from love and care. But we love to be a part of the drama, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. I, I was everybody's drama this week. Between that and, and Kim Kardashian wearing... Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe's, Monroe's dress. actual dress. Yes. I first thought, oh, that's cute. She got a replica. No, no. it's the actual dress. Yeah. Historians and con- cons- what are they? Conservationists. Um, I think archivists. That's for environment. Conser- but something. It'd be the same idea. Okay. Very <laughs> yeah, they, upset they about didn't this like situation. That, sure. <laughs> well, she lost sixteen pounds in three weeks to fit in that. Uh, that's not healthy no. nobody do that no i mean Don't maybe she it. went to an ayurvedic doctor and shit her brains out <laughs> no she didn't say i haven't that lost any weight did. actually don't know i haven't weighed myself in like a decade i have no idea but um, <laughs> but i couldn't believe that i what i did find interesting i was like couldn't you just make it a little bigger to- well that that would have really made people mad if you uh-huh. changed altered it in any way you know that was know. sort of like yeah she had to fit in it or not but so i don't i don't think this goes around as much anymore but there was a time when everyone was like pointing to marilyn monroe and the body positivity movement Hmm. for being like someone who was like curvier and bigger and they were like oh she was a size 10 or something no she wasn't so if you are someone who has ever like shopped for like vintage clothing the clothing sizes were very different back then so mm. she may have been that size uh, but in a in modern day sizes she was like a two yeah yeah so it's just kind of funny how like that, that was a, i don't i always saw it at least where people would like quote like you know like she was a size 10 yes. like beauty standards have changed like now we th- th- make it be, be that everyone has to be so skinny but back then we used to appreciate a woman's body and it was like and we made a long way this was years ago so now we've made a long way there's still a lot of pressure on women's bodies but i think we've come a long way in that process mm-hmm. but yeah like no that, that marilyn monroe was tiny <laughs> i remember i i so i had this season of time when I was like obsessed with her and I checked out every book and Mm -hmm. I watched every documentary and I you know and then I got into like um what's her name like the Black Dahlia like then I was getting into into all the crime but anyways um (laughs) but I read all these books on her and I remember hearing that same thing of like oh she was a size 10 and all these things but in the books it it would say what her measurements were it's like it was like um really 36 24 or 34 24 36 or something she had a 24 waist which is a zero (laughs) yeah it's teeny tiny and so i was like i remember when i read all that i was like yeah um or at least what we know today as a size 10 
Well, I th- yeah, I don't think at all it was more body positive back then. I don't know if this is the same era. I'm terrible at knowing this stuff. But as we all know, I'm watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel right oh, now. Yes. And then I think it's just the first season. They kind of let it go now, but she's obsessed with taking her measurements and everything being even all the time. She measures her ankle, her calf, her thigh, yes. her waist, everything. And, you know, the wives, like, they wait till their hut, they go to bed and they wait till their husbands to fall, to fall asleep and then they go wash off their makeup and then they make sure they wake up early and get ready and then go back in bed and pretend they wake up that way. Like, I, it was crazy back then. I think, I, I hope that in our lifetime, it stops being crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's still crazy shit we do now to our bodies and have these expectations and it's always, it's always changing, you know, I think one one year everyone should have gigantic boobs and a tiny butt and then the next year everyone should have a huge ass and nobody cares about boobs anymore and I know it's, it's just, always changing anyway yeah and then it's like we should all have thin eyebrows oh now grow them out oh everyone get big huge lips oh we don't care about that anymore it's just like it's, I know in like 10 years no one's gonna care about that yeah it's just crazy and like men it's just like here put on this suit that's <laughs> kind of changed that hasn't really changed much ever no. I'm glad for the self-expression we get out of our clothing and our makeup and our hair but you know I'm like I love that that's sort of like the norm for women and I get to be a part of that and I also love that there's men and non-binary people embracing the wildness that there is to express in that mm-hmm. way but in terms of just sort of the like heteronormative like men versus women thing i think it would be boring to be like a straight cis dude that's just expected to like wear the same clothes every day i'm glad i get to you know express myself and whatever and all that but it's pretty crazy and the money we spend oh my god yeah. craig 38 no wrinkles barely washes his face i'm 30 for 10 years i've been buying expensive eye cream and nice you know and i go get laser facials and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. i'm grateful that i get to do it and i take care of myself in that way and i love it but it's just like you know the money we spend on makeup the money we spend on freaking tampons or hygienic products like our clothes cost more and they're less well made when i worked for decker's brands which owns Ugg, Tiva, uh, Hoka, Hoka One One, which is actually Hoka One One, and um, I don't know a couple other brands, but the people that own Ugg, they told us we charge more for women's shoes because they'll pay for it, but it actually costs more to make the men's shoes because they buy for comfort. <laughs> so they don't bother making the women's shoes comfortable because we'll buy them anyways. This okay. This is so validating. It's a real thing because I've always had a hard time shoe shopping because every pair of shoes is uncomfortable on me. Yeah, no, women's shoes, women's clothing. There is no thought to it being comfortable for the most part, unless it's like our athletic wear. I mean, that's pretty much it. I feel like mm-hmm. um, there's no co- concern, no thought. But when it comes to men, it's all about how comfortable it is how um convenient it is how you know like the long lasting the logistic yeah the long lasting the durability the breathability and then they're like here this is pink and we're like great we'll buy it. <laughs> and i don't know how to change that i don't know you know fast fashion has a lot to do with it and we i'm guilty of loving to eat that shit up i love shopping i love having new stuff i love 
dressing in new crazy fast fashion type styles but like yeah like men's clothing and shoes they they have they literally spend more money making their stuff but they charge us more it's the pink tax Mm -hmm. but you know what's interesting we could we could talk for hours about all the the um inequities of womanhood because there are many and I still wouldn't trade. <laughs> no. I'm I'm so proud and so yeah. happy. And I feel really grateful that I feel like so at home in my body. Me too. I know that's not everybody's experience. Yeah. Um, but there's, we have so much like power and beauty and magnetism and yeah, we, you know, give life and. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We get to wear something. Oh my God. Fun I little. wanted to tell a funny story actually because. Oh. Um, of course, the headlines right now, there is the leaked Supreme Court document. Oh, yeah. We about can talk about that. Abortion. And I don't I don't want to talk too much about it because I, if anyone's sensitive to that topic, I don't want to fill your ears with it. But I have I have to tell you my first memory of like learning about abortion. OK, so I was in elementary school. And I went to a Catholic elementary school and we got an assignment during like Women's History Month to do a book report. Remember book reports? Yes. Uh, To do a book report on a a woman in history. Mm. So I went to the library. We got we went to our computers in the library or whatever. The whole class went so we could we could search for someone we wanted to do a book report for. And then part of the process was learning how to like look up the title on the library and then being able to like read and figure out where in the library to find the book. Remember oh, doing that? Oh, the digital Dewey Decimal System. Mm-hmm. So I find this woman named Margaret Sanger or Sanger. I don't know. We'll just call her Margaret. Margaret. She's, I think I was like, oh, I want to learn about someone who was like a woman's activist. So I typed that in. And so I go get this book from the library. I'm just going to keep reminding you, this is a Catholic school. Uh, So I go get this book from the library, and I bring it home, and I'm reading it. And so who Margaret Sanger is, is she's a woman's activist. She was involved in, like, our right to vote a little bit, I think. But her biggest thing that she worked on was uh, making birth control accessible. Um, Once upon a time, it was actually illegal it was illegal to educate women. It was illegal to give out birth control. It was illegal to hand a woman a pamphlet that taught us about our cycles and how to try to not have a baby. So I was, I'm reading this book about her story and like her and her life and, and whatever. And so she was actually someone who was against abortions. She was not for it. She was for birth control against abortions. But these this book had these graphic stories in it and this is fifth grade I actually vividly remember this is fifth grade because I was an OLP and I had Mrs. Lauder as my teacher there's graphic stories in this book of her going so she would visit low-income neighborhoods she would talk to women who and she was passionate about this because her mother died when she was young because of um she had her like 11th baby and she died because it was so hard on her body to have this 11th child so this Mm -hmm. is why she's passionate about this about birth control so she's going to these low-income areas 
hearing women's stories, trying to spread the word of like how to understand your cycle, trying to like kind of secretly give out birth control or like where to get it. And there's all these stories about women. Um, and oh, this is what stood out to me. One of the main stories was about a woman named Sadie. So I'm a little girl. Sadie. I'm like, how old are you in fifth grade? Like 11, 10. Yeah. 10. <laughs> and reading about this woman named Sadie who had like eight children. She had just gotten pregnant again. She was like, I cannot have this baby. She goes to somebody illegal, you know, illegally and basically has like a coat hanger situation and she dies. That's mm-hmm. her story in the book. Very sad. Um, but this this book is graphic. It's giving me fucking details. And I'm like, why is this in my why was this in my library? But then I have to do a book report on it. And little me, I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do a book report. So I'm in Catholic school in fifth grade and I'm like, Margaret Sanger was an advocate for birth control. <laughs> Because I don't know if you know this, but if you're a strict Catholic, like you do not use birth control. That is also bad, along with being against abortions. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> and I think my teacher was like, but I got the book from the library. So I couldn't like get, I didn't get in trouble or anything, but no. I could just see on every, everyone's faces was like, and I, I don't know. I just I was like, you know, I got to do this. This is who I chose. Um, but that's how I learned about that stuff was this. It was a really interesting book. I don't know what the book was called. I actually couldn't remember the woman's name and I was trying to do some Googling because I at first thought I was like, I think she was for abortions and that's how I learned what they were. But to me, that little and, and reading those stories, I was like, well, why wouldn't they allow women to have these procedures if they're going to do them because they're desperate? Like, we, we have to, like, have access to this. I couldn't believe it. Um, so that's a little history behind how I learned about that stuff. Um and so it's really bizarre to me that we're still fighting about this. Uh, to me, it feels like a very simple, obvious right that we need to have. Um, and mm-hmm. it's very infuriating. And, and I don't want to say a lot more than that. If anyone wants to chat about it, I'm open to privately. But I had to share that. That was just something in fifth grade. <laughs> I read this very graphic book and I was just like, oh my God. Um, but I think that really like I was in the Catholic church for so long and learned that like birth control is bad and abortion was bad or whatever. But I always had this book that I had learned from and read these stories. And I was like, I don't know if that's right. Like, and I'm grateful that I read that book. And so mm-hmm. I sort of started thinking about what it meant to be a woman and have access to these things from a young age when I at during that young age I was sort of being told the opposite right so I'm grateful for that experience and I hope that this leaked stuff isn't what ends up happening um and if it does we will or at least I will figure out um ways we can take action places Mm -hmm. we can give we're also very fortunate in California people here i mean i don't plan on needing this i'm in a long-term stable relationship i'm 30 i'm grateful to be in a place where it doesn't worry me to not have access to this but california will still have access but i know my home state of wisconsin it would be in danger so i will definitely well you just the the problem is like even if we live here like if you were to be at home with your family and be pregnant 
and like something came up where if they didn't terminate the pregnancy like yeah you would die they yeah. wouldn't do it right it's just bizarre to me that we're still having this argument i'm like it's fucking 2022 <laughs> i know if it's not for you and you don't believe in it just don't have one then don't do it and that's your your choice and you're right and like I I feel like it's that simple I I think the biggest thing for me the way I learned about abortions is because um like a great-grandmother or a great-great-grandmother in my family um that's how she died oh wow she had I think three or four daughters and she got pregnant again and she did not want to have this baby and so you know there was not access to safe um pregnancy like terminating a pregnancy safely and so i don't know what she did or who she went to but she bled to death and that was the end of of her and my great grandma grew up kind of raising all of her little sisters and it was not fun for her um yeah so that my earliest lesson in it was like thank goodness it's like safe and legal because because what people aren't understanding is is people are going to try to end a pregnancy no matter no matter yeah. what it doesn't stop anybody it just stops safe it just people get hurt and so i don't know it's just it's bizarre when we as a as a country value like the the lives of like the the idea of of a 1 centimeter less than thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more than like a fully grown well and all of the the side that argues well what's it i always think like pro-life and i'm like yeah pro our lives and i'm like no shit that's wrong we're pro-choice but um once that baby is born they are not going to help you it's not important no. anymore it's just bizarre to me i'm like okay yeah if you're pro-life i can i can respect that only if you are pro life through and through all the way through all lives well and the life of the mother yeah the life of the mother like show me show me the proof that you actually care about life because you don't (laughs) yeah it's just yeah i think on a very basic level like you know if if it's being presented to you in a certain way of like they're killing babies and it, yeah. it's hurting them like I, I i can truly wrap my head around why somebody would be against it like i truly truly can but there's this whole other side of the story that um it, like to to ne- to neglect that and to just not be willing to look at it mm-hmm. is very interesting to me yeah no i yeah like i said i mean i grew up catholic and my i have family members to this day who repost stuff and whatever about it's pro-life and whatever and i'm just like i i can understand when you have this perspective shown to you and you don't and you don't choose to try and see it from all the perspectives i can understand how people i can understand i don't know i can understand like why people in my life are like have this viewpoint i'm like okay you but you have to choose to go and see the other perspective i've chosen to try and see it from your perspective mm-hmm. And I can see very clearly that I have to value the life of the person that is here and now and that deserves to have a choice and like live their life how they want to. And I don't think people are taking the decision lightly. Like I have close friends who have made that choice 
And it wasn't a choice they made light, lightly. And it was a choice that I'm really, really proud of them for making for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they do take it, choose it lightly, it's nobody's business. It's No, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, mind your fucking business, dude. <laughs> it's, if I, it's not for you, fine. But it's hard for me to see. for somebody else, that's, you know, it's just like, it's that's hard. not your problem. It's hard for me to see, like, panels of, of men discussing it who've 1000% have had multiple mistresses who have had abortions. I tell you what. Probably. <laughs> it's just like, if we're going to vote on this, let's have the people who would be affected vote on it. Yeah, let's get all the women together. <laughs> people who have Seriously. uteruses who can carry a, a child are the ones who should make this decision. Yes. Um, end of story, in my opinion. And yeah. it's just, it's like the older I get, it's like I am able to see like, okay, I understand where 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 the well-meaningness is trying to come from, of fighting for life. Like, I, I can get it, but there's nothing that would change my mind. There's nothing. No. Yeah. No, because people are going to try and do it anyways. So we need to make it safe. And I know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Got a little serious for a sec, but it did. But it's it's a very real spooky thing happening right now. And then here, this is me like zooming out to like a mm-hmm. conspiracy moment. Yes. Maybe it's not even a conspiracy. I I feel like this country loves to keep us stressed out. Oh, like the yeah. second something gets better. <laughs> And you feel like your nervous system can relax. Like right now, I was like, okay, everything has reopened in We're coming out of the pandemic. I'm going to the gym without a mask. The numbers are down. Once it's like the second we relax, they're like, oh, just kidding. Here's another thing. They slide another thing across the table and they're like, have you seen this? That absolutely could have just been left. Like, leave it alone. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm like, we are... I yeah, like this was already s- settled and situated, and I yeah I don't understand. I don't understand why we need to be talking about it. I mean, all. there's there's and that might not, be ignorant. I'm just like we already have had that whole thing Roe v. Wade that happened. Let's all fucking move on. Like I know. Are you like why are we bringing up all shit, man? It's, like it's not against the law to hunt. But I don't want to hunt, so I'm not going to go shoot an animal. Yeah. But it's not against the law, and those who want to hunt and eat the deer meat... Go right ahead. Have at it. Like, yeah. I know that's a, it's a different... Well, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's you know, I guess ending a life. It's terminating something. <laughs> but it's, it's just like, we have choices, mm. and it's like, you don't have to do it just because it's available to you. Yeah. Weed is legal where I live right now. I don't have a desire to smoke. Yeah. But I'm not trying to make it illegal. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like why like just make your own decisions. Like and just let like mind your own business almost. The world would be a better place if we all minded our just fucking M-Y-O-B. business. Just <laughs> MYOB. My god, and stay out of my freaking uterus. Uh, it's yeah, it's bananas and for anyone feeling stressed out and angry and upset, same. Big same. Um and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things where we feel kind of helpless, I think. Um, I know, because even like, 
I haven't even reposted anything because I just don't know what it does. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard for me to... Yeah, I know. You know, like, I want to do something that will do something. Yeah, I think, honestly, that one of my biggest drives for being a rich bitch, for being, like, so... I have so much money, I don't even know what to fucking do with it, is mm-hmm. because I'm going to give so much money to all of the things where I'm, like this is bullshit that this is still this way and mm-hmm. I'm gonna give as much money as I possibly can and still live my bougie luxurious life because I get to do both but that's just one of the things where I'm like well I know that money is power that's the that's the way it is so if yeah. I have money to give to you know I'm been seeing like where in Wisconsin could I like give money mm-hmm. um if this shit goes down or I mean I could do it now um but that's that's kind of like one of many drives to just be really really rich is be like i can throw my money at that because Mm -hmm. there's power in it and it's 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 a good thing when it's in the hands of good people so absolutely i also like making phone calls i've left a lot of messages Mm. oh i can see juliet leaving some strongly (laughs) worded voicemails a lot of messages (laughs) for things that just enrage me yeah and um if if you're listening and you're like, I want to do something and I want somebody to hear yeah. me, that's sometimes a good move. We've voicemails. I've done a lot of the like, you can find like email templates and it's like everyone like email this, um, mm-hmm. signing petitions. Like there's tons of things. Of, yeah, you're right. You can do without like spending money. And if it if you do want to do that, like giving $5 makes a difference. Like mm-hmm. that if... 100 people give five dollars hey that's 500 bucks that's amazing so did i do the math right <laughs> yeah oh i don't what, what were the numbers five and 100 500, 500. <laughs> um but just just knowing that like yeah i i hate feeling helpless when shit goes down in our country which mm-hmm. it's fucking always going down no can it just be like a quiet <laughs> there's always more that i hope becomes better for people in our country but you know there's things we can do and i and, try my best to do them and in this case again like with the car like look for the helpers yeah look yeah. for the helpers you know look for what actions we can take i think that's like the big lesson of today like you know what the how many people are on the supreme court seven nine eleven I should know this. Um, yeah, let's find out. I think it's like 12 or 13. I still think it's crazy that, what, 10 people just make all the decisions? You know, supposedly we have balance of power, but... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sadie's looking up how many people... Nine. nine. You were right when you said nine. You said a lot of numbers, but you I, were right well, one, one time. <laughs> So it's like, okay, what what can we do? I can't control how they think and feel at this moment. But what can I do? What can we do? Oh, sometimes it's less and sometimes it's more. The number has ranged between 5 and 10, but since... Oh, no, since 1869, it's been 9. Oh. <laughs> I didn't finish reading the sentence. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, boy, we got to get going so we have time to eat before our call. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh well, thank you for <sighs> thank you for letting listening. us pour our hearts out today. 
Yes. Between Sadie, it, we started off with Sadie's snakes. My Sadie's snakes. <laughs> Gonna coin that. Then we traveled to the land of car thievery and car retrieval. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and then we talked about a little bill called Roe v. Wade. And here we are. And how we will do everything. We will fight the good fight with you mm-hmm. to make sure it does not go anywhere. Because that would be horrendous. Yes, it and would. And dangerous. And scary and sad. And we deserve we deserve better than that. We do. So take care of yourself, goddesses, if you've been feeling some type of way, like you said, this country likes to keep us on our fucking toes. Oh my toes. god, they love stressing us out. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll look up some good resources and we could post some in the show notes. Oh, that's a great idea. And uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Goddess Hangs. I'm at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at Juliet.piper. Make sure you check out our Goddess Hangs BFF Patreon. We have the most fun Discord community. And if you join our coven tier where we meet once a month, the last Wednesday of every month, we had a really fun meeting last month that you can check out the replay. We did channeled art. And this month, we're going to do a really fun call. We're going to do deity work. Yes. So we're going to talk about deities. Juliet and I are going to share more about our stories, a little mm-hmm. more in depth about the work we've been doing. I don't think I've actually talked about a deity I'm working with right now. So that's going to be exclusive oh, yeah. to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. I have some juicy stories about that. And so we'd love for you to join in the fun. Link in the show notes and check out Juliet's Creatrix U. Oh, thank you. And check out Sadie's Hot Juicy Magic. Yes. We love you all. Take care of yourself. Find the empowering perspective when looking at your challenges this week. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.